listening to Signs and Symbols Radio.
You're listening to Scarlet on Signs and Symbols Radio, broadcasting to you live from the Tenderloin in San Francisco. It's Psyched Radio San Francisco and La Bestia Radio Mexico City. And I've got some really wonderful things for you today. Right now, we were just listening to Anemone by the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Next up, it's going to be Strung Back Around by Fog Lake. And then, in just a little while, we have an interview, a really killer interview, with one of my favorite artists that is happening right now. It is Witch Elm out of near Bristol in the UK. Witch Elm is a really incredible combination of layered guitar, grunge, kind of surfy, interesting, garage vibes, uh, feminine vocals, and incredibly dark, entrancing lyrics that are really used as a plot device to communicate the author's phase of life experiences uh, and her name is Caitlin and I'm so excited to share with you the wonderful conversation that we had so thanks for tuning in to Signs and Symbols Radio I'm Scarlett Once again, that was Strung Back Around by Fog Lake. This is Small Poppies by Courtney Barnett. You're listening to Signs and Symbols Radio on Psyched Radio San Francisco and La Bestia Radio Mexico City. And I'm Scarlett, but you already knew that. I stare at the Lord. It's Wednesday morning. It needs a cut, but I'll leave it growing. All different sizes and all shades of green Slashing it down just seems kind of I didn't 
It's Scarlet. I hope you've been enjoying these past few tracks as the semi-lighter side of indie, and usually, here on Sides and Symbols Radio, we have a two-for-one sort of deal. The 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time hour is usually occupied by some indie folk, lighter sounds, um, shoegaze even, if you dare. And the 5 to 6 p.m. block is occupied by post-punk no-wave Hardcore, garage rock, psychedelic rock of all forms. But today, our light hour is kind of a light-ish hour, if you could even call it that. Because we're about to launch, after this song, into Bag of Worms by Witch Elm, and then a wonderful interview. And Witch Elm is definitely not something I would classify as a lighter band, I've got some songs that might fit into the lighter hour, but do them justice and give them full full credit and respect. They are incredibly heavy, and that is part of the beauty of what they are. And their lyrics are definitely heavy, even if musically there are moments that are slower or softer or more subdued, perhaps. Underneath me right now, we're listening to Saunter by Fourth Wanderers. And then we're just gonna break form and we're gonna tune into this and then during the 5 to 6 p.m heavy hour it will remain heavy because we have an incredible interview with uh out of australia out of brisbane we've got void the band we're gonna talk to void about a lot of fun stuff so i'm excited to hang out with them on the airwaves as well and that'll be a guaranteed heavier time but yeah we're just feeling heavy today Thanks for tuning in to Signs and Symbols Radio. I'm Scarlett. And in case you didn't know, you can find me on the internet. Wow, what a surprise. At virtual underscore Venus on Instagram. Like the planet or the goddess. i yes. 
That was Bag of Worms by Witch Elm. This next track is Executioner by Witch Elm, which is the first track off of their latest album, the 2021 release Rabbit Wench. After this track, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk to Caitlin from Witch Elm about all sorts of things. Thank you for tuning into Psyched Radio, San Francisco, and La Bestia Radio, Mexico City. I'm Scarlett. everybody you're tuned into psyched radio san francisco and la bestia radio mexico city i'm scarlet this is signs and symbols radio and i'm here with caitlin um calling me from near bristol and caitlin has an incredible band called witch elm and we have been talking for a little while about all sorts of incredible influences and wonderful things it's been so amazing to talk to you, Caitlin. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself and say a couple things about yourself for anyone who's listening? Cool. Yeah. Hi. Um, I'm Caitlin. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I write music. I sing and play guitar in Witch Elm uh, with my band. Uh, we're from Bristol in the UK. Um, so it's really cool being on a radio in the US and it's going to New Mexico as well, isn't it? That's really the cool. City, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah i'm just really excited to be here and be doing this it's really fun so it's it's so wonderful to have you and to talk to you um i was talking to you before but for everyone who's listening right now witch elm is a truly incredible project it's got this marriage of layered guitar and indie vibes and grunge with really dark horrifying lyrics um and it produces a pretty amazing combo to hear as a listener when I first found the single School Shooter and Bag of Worms in 2017, I really appreciated the layered guitars and vocals before truly processing the gravity of the lyrics. And then yeah. the really hit me. Um, like Susan Smith, I still can't, that's off of the 2019 album, Rap Blanket. Yeah, so Rap Blanket. I can't listen to that without feeling like a pounding in my chest. Yeah, um, that one probably has the most intense and like exposing lyrics for me like it's it's really it cuts deep and i feel like lots of people normally say that's their favorite song and it's because 
the lyrics and it's because they are lots of people do relate to that whole black sheep of the family thing and um yeah just like general family issues and stuff so yeah no i'm i'm really happy we ended up releasing that one because it took us like literally like a week to get the vocals right right on that one because i just like dom who's recording me he's our like producer he's, he's just like no do it again do it again like do it again because it just wasn't right at all and then i did one which is the one that is on the final uh, release and um he was just like what did you do differently in that one and i was like i don't know but it, it was good wasn't it and he was like it was amazing it was so much better like it was perfect and i was like he was like this is what it needed and i was like thank fuck like i did did it that many times so like, it was right you know because normally i just give up after the first few but um he really pushed for the best outcome of that one and yeah i i think um the other day as well when we played that um live my bassist was like i don't know what happened to me but when when you were doing the um the last chorus bit you know the why would you do this to me but she was she said she wanted to cry and she was like just got really emotional and i was just she was like i just think there's something in that that just like really like hits a chord and like i don't i don't know what it is and i was like i don't know what it is like i remember writing it and thinking like oh my god everyone's gonna think i'm like i don't know everyone's gonna think i'm everyone's gonna laugh at me and think I'm weird and you know because I'm so vulnerable but yeah that's yeah that's certainly an important reflection I feel like sometimes when you have something that feels so exposing mm. it's the hardest thing to put out and it's the people resonate with it the most yeah and it becomes the most therapeutic as well like oh no matter what kind of mood I'll be in when that song starts I'm there you know it's like it's like the first time I've played it again and I'm in the zone and I'm feeling all the force that I should be feeling while playing it and it's just so great to just be able to like scream those words and not think that that anger isn't in me anymore but realize it is and it needs to be acknowledged and it needs to be you know expressed still and I, I will never take that song out of our set because like it it just like does so much for me you know it's better than going to therapy once a week i think i just should just play that song instead <laughs> but yeah um what are some of your other favorite songs to play like oh good question um i really like playing monkey jaw i don't know why i think it's just it's really fun to play and it just has this like rhythm and beat because i think it's in like four six or something so it's kind of not straight it's like but just a little bit wrong and like it just makes it so fun to play like when you're like dancing around on stage to it because i don't know like i at first i feel like i didn't really know what to do with it um like when i played it on stage like i didn't know what to do with myself but like since i've just kind of really embodied how you know weird that song is and just i don't know it's just kind of taken on this life of its own. I, I like Monkey Joe. I like to play that one. Um, I, re- oh, I fucking love playing Bag of Worms. That's, that will never leave either because, like, there's no singing in the chorus. So I just, like, stomp on my um, my tube screamer and just, like, go wild and, like, run across the stage and stuff. And, like, it's so much fun. And, like, me and my other band, like, we all, like, you know, dance with each other on stage. And 
I really like doing that one. And then especially in the bridge of that song, um, I now like, I kind of cut out the, um, my guitar when I, when it does the first two lines, it's like, it's hard to admit you were abused. So there's no guitar. And then I come in like halfway through now and like, it just like builds up in such an amazing way. And like, I can feel it inside of me and I'm like, like here we go like and then it then the chorus like does like goes on for the last time and I'm it just like it feels great like there are certain songs where I'm like shitting myself and I'm like oh my god I'm gonna fuck it up I'm gonna like and I'm just like paranoid about it the whole time and then there are songs like Susan Smith and Bag of Worms where I just it's so easy like I do, I'm not even thinking about what I'm playing because like as soon as I start I'm there yeah and it just kind of like plays itself and it's it's really fun to do songs like that because you you lose yourself and that's the whole point isn't it it's just to like have fun so i yeah. i would kill to hear you do those songs live i oh hopefully I, one day i'm really hoping i can come to the u.s i'm i can't wait for the day that you come to the u.s or i break down and buy a ticket um, hopefully we do them justice yeah, you fucking do. I absolutely have <laughs> live videos too. Like y'all, y'all do an incredible job with what you do, and the 2021 um, album Rabbit Wench is no exception. It's a wonderful extension of your sound and you. yeah. your trajectory. I really, really love it. Uh, what was the process for creating that album like? Um, so a lot of my life has just been kind of <clears throat> I don't know. Like I've really like struggled a lot with problems to do with like my own sexuality and just things around that and being called like a slut and a whore at school and stuff and realizing that it's okay like to be like a normal human and like it was a lot of it was written about um kind of like giving myself like allowing myself to kind of be like rebirthed in a way or like understand that it's a rebirth and it's like the next part of my life where I can just do whatever I want without feeling the guilt or the judgment from myself and like my own internalized misogyny and I wanted it to be about um like it's all like lots of there's a rabbit is like the big symbol because that's kind of like a big symbol of like sexuality and rebirth and stuff and um that that's why um and a lot of it is to do with yeah just my own internalized misogyny misogyny i've experienced from other people um kind of realizing that i don't have to just put up with it and i don't have to you know just accept it like I can do something about it and I want to do something about it and I want to cut out the people that are toxic and that have hurt me and things like that and I think while I was writing the songs there were still people in my life that were actively hurting me and just being just being terrible (laughs) and like I think writing those songs really helped me through it and I think having those people still hurt me kind of made me realize like I hadn't got anywhere I was still kind of being the victim like being hurt and I didn't I didn't want that anymore I wanted to be I wanted to 
I think the whole rebirth thing is like me from going like from like a girl to a woman because I always found it really hard to like grow up and I feel like all the time like I'm still mentally stuck at like 14 15 sometimes but um I think it was like me letting myself become a woman and realizing that as a woman I can set boundaries and I can you know have my own life and have whoever I want in it and that's what most of the songs are about and it's really hard because people ask me like individual songs like what are they about and I'm like it's basically all about the same thing like it's all really like connected uh it's definitely like a concept album I'd say I'd say they all are because they they all kind of just tie in together really nicely and I think as long as I just continue living my authentic self my old authentic life then all my music will connect and it will make sense and I think a lot of the time I feel very misunderstood um so writing music kind of helps me get my point across when I can't do it in any other way because a lot of the time I feel like I never like I can't get myself like even right now like I'm struggling with words but like I find it really hard to just get things across properly um but when I can if I can write a song and you know explain everything that happened how I f- how it made me feel how you know just every part of it then that makes it so much better and it is cathartic so rabbit wench is really just a big old mess of feelings and um therapy for me and what I was going through at the time which was you know what I'd say it was like my rebirth like my the next chapter of my life opening up basically and now I'm trying to write more about you know what's going on at the moment and I feel like there's not much going on at the moment so nothing's really coming to me that easily um but I'm gonna try and just give everyone the next chapter because I really want to do that already so that's what I'm doing. Talk, talking to you is so wonderful. There's a reason. I'm looking in the mirror. <laughs> there's a reason that you're one of my favorite bands, and it's it. The more you say, the more it clicks. It's like yeah. light bulb moments nonstop. Um, that was a beautiful answer, and a very honest one at that. And I think that you're right. It's uh, that is what that is what the album is about. Obviously, you would know you're the it's your yeah. Album. But that it's so interesting that you put it as every single piece, every single album is, you know, reflecting on where you are in your life. And as long as you're true to yourself, the music you create, like it will all continue, it will all continue to level. It's like unlocking the levels. It will all continue. It will, it will. And that's why sometimes you come across music and bands. And not, I'm not saying this like this, that me living my authentic life makes me any better than the bands that don't, because some people, they they don't want to do that and that's completely fair enough to them because it's very you know doing that it does expose yourself like you have to be really honest and stuff but you can you can tell when they don't because the albums like the concepts they don't go together they don't match it's all very different and like stagnant you know yeah it's and um yeah I feel like mine will always just be unless I do a complete 180 and decide like I'm gonna (laughs) 
not do that anymore, but I doubt that'll happen because I've like music's always been my therapy, like since I started when I was 13. Like, well, I was always like writing poetry and like stuff like that when I was a kid and like trying to get my feelings out creatively because I thought, you know, this pain, it's got to be worth something. I've got to like make it into something so it actually, you know, so it's actually, it was worth the pain that I went through for it. And, um, yeah, but like some some people don't want to do that, and that's fine. But I feel I feel like you can tell when they don't do that because yeah, you can you, know, you realize pretty quickly. It attracts the people who are willing to experience that too, who are, yeah. who are actually willing to like reflect on those feelings and experience those emotions, and who have been through it themselves too. And you know, you have this you have this community of people listening who are willing to admit, you know the horrors of life are like feeling deeply, you yeah. know, not necessarily horrible, but they're willing to admit to feeling deeply and feeling keenly. Whereas, you know, like you said, there are other styles of music, there are other types of music and, you know, they don't really, they don't really put themselves fully. That's not what they do. That's not why yeah. this, and that's fine too. Sure. It's its own thing. It, that's okay. We're okay with it. We appreciate yeah. it and other people appreciate it. And, you know, they kind of enjoy it passively. This is yeah. music. Even I do, like, I, I will listen to music that I know oh. has no real connection to the musicians or whatever, like, totally. because but this is like it. You enjoy actively. Mm, yeah. Like, like, you have to be present for it. There's no way you can just kind of let it happen. Like I said before, I was listening to the guitar parts and I was like, cool, like, kind of vibing out, like, and the song was called School Shooter. So a little edgy, like, okay. So yeah. Cool. And then all of a sudden it kind of hit me. I was like, oh. Both Bagworms and School Shooter, they're both about school systems, but just different times. And yeah, like, I don't know, like, um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, I think that was it. I, yeah, um, well, you touched a little bit of just now upon experiences that inspired some of your lyrics um, mm. in your life, but what what else in your life has inspired some of those kind of more dark macabre lyrics um damn i don't know i feel like because i had a lot I, we spoke about this earlier but um it wasn't rolling but um <laughs> definitely when i was in and out of the hospital a lot growing up um i kind of acted as if it didn't affect me at all but when you grow up you kind of realize that there's just so much like to it that really like adds to your own you know your mental health and like how you view how you trust people like there's so much about you know being in and out of hospital that really connects to my music because I've always like been kind of scared and like untrusting of people because even as a child, I was told to just trust these doctors, but there was a part of me that was like, it, should I? Like, sh how do I know that this person hasn't just walked in and like put on the outfit? Like, I don't, like, it's just, and those are ridiculous thoughts, but then you grow up and you realize like, they're not that ridiculous. They're, it, I was completely valid to be as scared as I was. And it, it did affect me and it's okay to think that it did just uh, you know you're, you're told you're like oh you're such a brave little girl and you think oh yeah I was so I'm not gonna make a big fuss out of it you know I'm not yeah. gonna 
bring it up all the trauma it gave me and stuff like, like it doesn't affect but it me did. Now, but it did yeah i yeah. you know and it's you put on a brave face and whatever and you mm. try but, but it it does affect you yeah totally and yeah. i think a lot of that comes in that's why you know i was I always knew I had the heart problem and my parents were very open and honest with me. I had to go in for checkups all the time. Um, and there was this part of me that thought, how long am I going to live? Am I going to, am I going to die soon? Am I going to, am I going to need heart surgery? Like, and I, and I did in the end. And, um, and that always like made me have like a really close relationship with death and I was very, maybe not comfortable, but I was like familiar with it. And it made me super interested in like the macabre and like dark stories, true crime, all that kind of stuff. And it inspires a lot of my lyrics because i it's familiar to me, it's comforting and it's cathartic to write lyrics about it because it feels like I'm just writing all my feelings down on a page, but doing it in a way that's like cryptic so I'm not exposing too much of myself but it, it does just make you feel better to like write not like nonsense but just these thoughts that you have these dark thoughts because uh I've lost it I was going somewhere with that but you know where was I we'll just go back a little bit um with what I was talking about, um, with, um, sorry, uh, yeah, my true crime and, um, stuff like that, and, um, also another thing that kind of tied into my familiarity with death, and that's why I was so interested in, like, true crime and things like that, was because a lot of these cases you read, and it's kind of, it's staggering, how much you know it's more women than men and there's like this whole violence towards women and I think that also really like drew me in to the like the dark side of the macabre and um it's because that's another thing I fear you know it's another thing that I think about a lot and kind of just like haunts my mind and it's one of the things I need to write about because I need to get it out. I need to express myself. It's just a bonus that people actually, you know, enjoy it and like relate to it. Cause I think I would be doing it anyway. That's um, I think this music, like this is coming out of you. This would exist no matter what. Yeah, even if no one cared about it, but I feel like because I have been so honest, that is why people kind of care. Cause it's, it's just, brutally honest and yeah, you're, it's you're relatable you're, you're refreshingly honest uh you're one of the most honest people i think i've talked to in a while just in general oh, and that, you. that's your music that's that's like yeah. your legacy you know and, and i feel like also being a child of the medical system you kind of have to be honest because if you're not you you're always worried you haven't said you know, the right thing. Like, I'm always writing down symptoms I have even now. And every time I see my cardiologist, I'm like, here you go. But um, I feel like we should be able to 
you know, express ourselves, express our emotions. I found the only way I can do that that's socially acceptable is being on stage. That's the only place I can scream and not get like taken to a psych ward. And like, it, it's weird that it's so okay in art, but as soon as it's, you know, in a real life setting, as soon as real emotion is expressed, it's suddenly not okay. Right. You know? And you're suddenly, you don't have control of your emotions. It's like, who does? Yeah. Like, why does that matter? Yeah. Why should we control them? It's like, let's just let them run loose. You have to. And like, one of the things, like, because of the suppression, like, everything that you're talking about, I feel like it is a result of people just actively suppressing things and like trying to conform into whether it be society, just everyday life, like, their expectations of themselves and like what they put on themselves just by like being alive and growing up in the world that we grow up in. But in art, it's this one specific spot where you're allowed to express yourself outside of what's acceptable. And yeah. then stage performance, it's an it's a physical place and time where you are allowed yeah. to move and say and act in almost any way that you want. And almost go with anything. Act, right, and almost get away with anything. I think the rule that I think is important is act, not causing yourself or others active yeah, definitely. mental harm. But like a lot of art, that's up for debate. There's plenty of artists yeah. who actively cause themselves physical harm on stage or mental harm to their audience or mental harm to themselves. So it's it, art is this one place where you're allowed to have that escape. And I feel I, like that's why such troubled people become musicians. Such troubled people. It's their only safe space to be able to there, express themselves. There are, there are a couple moments in the set with my band that I get to like scream and I sound unhinged. I sound like the part of myself that I'm scared of. Because, like, it's always met in real life with such disdain. Yeah. And get to do it. That's always the moment that feels the best. And yeah. then on the flip side, I also really like being, like, not carnival-esque, but, like, it's garish. It's outlandish. It's in your face. It's almost yeah. disgusting. I think that's what I meant by carnival-esque. Like, yeah. an element of, like, grossness to it. Like, it's it's sexy and it's beautiful, but it's, like, Madonna whore kind of shit. You know, yeah. like you're allowed to experiment with these extremes and just doing the contrast yeah and and people will clap and it, yeah and it's so liberating because it's like you can just you can literally do whatever you want and like i have particular lyrics as well where i say like i'm a whore like i'm a manhole the amount of times i've hit like i'm a manhole i'm a whore and hit back to the beginning of the song yeah I'll hear it again from that point yeah it's so it's so good and i love singing on stage as well and sometimes i'll even like shout the word whore just so everyone knows that's what it is because yeah. i don't know it's important and it i don't know like there's just something about it that just makes me feel like good like it because i guess because that is the reason because you can't you can't be any of those other things because you're scared of judgment because so much judgment is passed on women and but on stage you're playing a part or a character but like are you actually you know they all think you are you can get away with anything but really this is all just self-expression and you know people think that you're just doing it to get their money but really like you're doing it for a lot of other reasons um and you know expression is one of those things I'm so glad that we somehow found each other halfway across the world. Yeah, uh, I know. What are the chances? What are the odds, you know? I mean, we, we both found music and it kind of led us in, to each yeah. other. 
dream world. So uh, it's it's a beautiful thing. Um, before I let you go, uh, I want to ask: Do you have anything upcoming? Any upcoming shows or releases? Things that you'd like to promote on the show for anyone who's listening? Um, well, we've just released our new EP, Rabbit Wench, um, and with some of those lyrics we spoke about earlier. Yeah, like if anyone wants to go have a listen to Witch Elm, like that would be great. You know, yep. we're on Spotify and all other streaming platforms, and um, we've got quite a lot of cool merch out at the moment as well on our website. If you want to check that out, um, and yeah, and hopefully that will fund our trip to the US one day. But yeah, thank you for having me. Like this was so Caitlin, this was amazing. I I am so thankful to have you on the show. In case. You have been listening this whole time and you're not quite sure what's going on. I am talking to Witch Elm from right by Bristol in the UK. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Caitlin. And thank you to everyone who's listening. It's Signs and Symbols Radio. I'm Scarlett. And you're tuned in to Psyched Radio San Francisco and La Bestia Radio Mexico City.
O Stella by PJ Harvey. This is No Mutuals by Fake Fruit. I'm Scarlet. You're tuned into Signs and Symbols Radio. Thank you again to Caitlin of Witch Elm for talking for so long about so many wonderful and interesting things. We've got some more things to say, but I think I might save that for a later day. Thank you for keeping it tuned to Psyched Radio San Francisco. This is the last song in our pseudo-light hour today, <laughs> here on Signs and Symbols Radio. It's pretty sick with the song Telephone, off of Deep Divine, the album. You're listening to Psyched Radio San Francisco and La Bestia Radio Mexico City, and I'm Scarlett. And I am, as always, so thankful to each and every one of you that's listening. Thank you for all of you reaching out. Thank you to Caitlin for such a wonderful interview, and thank you to Void for the interview that's to come in the next hour. I always have fun here on Thursdays with y'all, so thanks for hanging out. And on Fridays in Mexico City, if you're listening on a Friday, I love you too. Okay, after this, we're going to get into the heavier, heavier side of Sides and Simba's radio. Equally heavy, sure. Two parts heavy today. I'm trying to ignore you It's alright, you tell me so I wake 
that wonderful time of evening we have hit the 5 p.m pacific standard time mark which means we're going to change it up a little bit even though today it's not as drastic of a shift but hey we're going to start off the top of the hour with cheap wine by void band out of brisbane in australia who we will be talking to on air ever so soon so keep it tuned to signs and symbols radio psyched radio san francisco and la bestia radio mexico city
track was Hungry Sam by the Paranoids. Before that, it was the very eclectic Horsey Girl by Slag Heap. Next up, we're going to listen to Sour by Void, none other than the wonderful people we're about to talk to here on air. Love Void. And we've got a lot more to say about them. So listen to Sour and then listen to a wonderful conversation. I'm Scarlett. everybody oh we're tuned into signs and symbols radio i'm scarlet and i am here with the band void 
All right, no. Nice no. Everybody. introduce yourselves. I'm Angie. I'm Kate. I'm Tony. And Mina's not here. Mina's not here. That's my problem. But in spirit. Yeah, in spirit. Her spirit is inescapable. <laughs> <laughs> and where are y'all from? We are from Brisbane, Australia. That's awesome. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? How did how did Void begin? Oh, <laughs> do you want to take you to start um, it off? Me and Kate um, met my sister. So my sister was friends with Kate, and then I met Kate, and we just like both were very little like gremlin-y people who were like, let's make music together. We hate our high school. Yeah, <laughs> we hate high school. Let's make music and fuck this <laughs> up. So then we did that, and then we moved to Brisbane. And we found Tony and Mina, and we just now we're here. Yeah, now we just kind of exist. Yeah, as a, as a group. Yeah, <laughs> exist a collective. As, as, as one collective hive mind. <laughs> yeah, literally a hive mind. We're like, clearly, you all really mesh with each other well. I love your grunge sound, and I especially love your really blunt lyricism. <laughs> your blunt <laughs> songs, like. Every song is distinct. It has a really clear story or message. And off of your 2020 EP, uh, Socio Anomaly, I really love Sour and I really love Shave It. Really cool. Yeah, you guys have a really cool style. I don't think I've quite heard something like what you're making. Um, I can, I can point to a lot of different It's true. I can point to a lot of different influences. I can be like, yeah, kind of like this or kind of like that. You have your own specific lane, I feel like. I, I really love it. I wanted to ask, um, for the song uh, "Sour" specifically, the dual voices—that whole—that whole shit is amazing. But it's a really cool storytelling method. Uh, what was the inspiration behind it? How did that song come to be? Um. Well, uh, so I don't really know. It was kind of just like we just kind of wrote it, like. Yeah, because originally I remember—I don't know if you remember this—but I had like a first version of how it was written. And then like when I brought it to you, you were like, oh, I kind of have this melody idea for the vocals. And I had another idea for the um, vocal melody. So we were just like, we'll just sing both <laughs> Just do both of them, just like overlay it. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, it's about like a assault I went through. So it's like very personal to me. Um, and so many people have like reached out and been like, holy shit, that, that song like made me feel so like, less alone and I was like bro that's exactly why we wrote it like yeah. it, it was just like you know it's very cathartic to just be able to be like this is a thing that happened and like I'm still not okay with it but it happened and like that's what's happened you know so it's like I don't know just very very empowering to be able to sing about it and just kind of have it out there it's a really empowering track it's like Unfortunately, like very relatable. It's it's really, yeah, that's really powerful. So that's cool. I like that you guys just had two different ideas, and you're like, well, we're gonna make it work somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I think it turned out well. It was I really think it turned out great. Yeah, especially with such a heavy topic too, to have like multiple voices and kind of different thoughts and feelings racing through your mind. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like especially having that like the dual thing translates really well just to the like theme of the song mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, it's kind of like sounds. Very sounds intense. Yeah. Like, it sounds really intense and like powerful, which is cool. Yeah, it really does. And breaks just like just for the word sour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sour. That's the best part when we play it live. Yeah. And then we get to that part and then you hear everyone go, sour. 
Oh, that sounds so good. Sour anymore without people just being like sour. That's so cool. Um, what are your live shows like? What's the Brisbane music scene like? They, I love Brisbane and like the people who come to our shows specifically are just like. You know, we're like close friends with a lot of the people who come to our shows, so it's always just like a big homie fest of like, yo, I haven't seen you in so long, like blah blah. Like it's so fun, and like it's such a community of like genuine people who like love music and love the scene. And obviously, there's a few fuckwits every so often, but like, you know, the majority of people are just like so cool. Yeah, and I feel like Brisbane, like obviously we haven't been overseas, but even compared to like other cities. In Australia, I think it's so special. Like I don't know, there's just something about it. Like everyone's like just so nice and like yeah, I feel like everyone's so genuine about music and I don't know. Yeah, and you can like tell the face. Yeah, you can tell the real ones when they're in front of you. There's like I know. I think I think this is kind of just like some cities that in general, but especially Brisbane. Like we have fan like people who are fans of ours that. Are now like really close friends with us because we saw them at every single show that we ever played, and like there's people like that who have seen us play like 20 times, yeah, and they'll literally be at like every single show, and we're just like, how do you, you just are at every single? Show. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's so cool because it's like they just literally like love music and want to just support. be around it and support, and it's so nice. Yeah, so good. you got a real community going. That's fun. Yeah, That's really sweet. I like this. Brisbane music scene and stuff, and like the communities that are the good communities that you get yourself in are like amazing. But sometimes I'm just like, purely because of like what you're saying before with like the college radio and like stuff like that, I'm just like, I just want to go over there mm-hmm. and like do a bunch of shit. Yeah, you know, because people of- like will actually get it. I feel yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, people, I feel like, like people or like the industry like gatekeepers here like don't really get us or yeah. like us that much. So <laughs> yeah. Like, ew, yelling, yucky, yucky. girls who it's so shit. interesting <laughs> that. That's so interesting to me because to me, what you're doing fits in with the trajectory of the music world here so well. Like, you know, like uh, there's like, I mean, like I said before, you, it's not quite like anybody else specifically, but like the the garage rock, the grunge, the like dope all femme band, the lyrics, like. There are a lot of that kind of, like, there are vibes that are at least similar around the Bay. Like the tattoos, the hair, like, we, it's, it's here. <laughs> also in LA, I feel like there's a similar kind of, like, garage rock vibe that's going on. They have a creep dude. Long Beach in California has a crazy punk scene. Like, absolutely fucking wild. If you don't know about that, you should oh, okay. that. <laughs> it's, it's so, no, so near and dear to my heart, because it's the same. They really care about each other, and they take great care of each other. They're fucking cool community care punks like life-saving punks but absolutely wild like some of the craziest things i've ever seen (laughs) this band called wacko out of la and they threw this crazy like clown fest everyone was dressed as a clown it was like punks and clowns yeah we've been on our clown shit for ages we've always been doing the clown Mm. (laughs) when people sympathize with the clown look i'm like we fucking get each other like that yeah it's like a poor realization I got a tattoo of a clown. <laughs> What's it been like for y'all being an all-female identified band in the music scene? What have your experiences been like? Yeah, no, I feel like it's really, like, 
when we first started, we'd always get asked that question and we never really felt like there was anything different. Um, and then now, like, we realized how much we were kind of putting ourselves in the in the box of women in the music industry where like, you know, we'd be at the sound check and the, and the sound engineer would be all like, oh, like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And we'd kind of just like, you know, be rushed off the stage or like, you know, get kind of thrown around like it wasn't as important. And so now we kind of are like, no, we're going to fucking take our time and do what we need to do because we deserve this time and we've like earned and like, you know, we, we deserve this shit just mm. as much as any other fucking dude walking in here. Who knows? Like, who knows he's secure. Yeah. Like, but also we're always like kind of trying, we have to kind of be doing more than just like, you know, Oh fuck yeah. Right. Song about blah, blah, blah. Going to the pub, you know, bullshit. <laughs> like we have to do more than just that shit to like, cause like anyone can do that, you know? Yeah. And I feel like it's, I don't know, just like on the basis that we are like, you know, female presenting and stuff, we have to even, yeah, just as simple as sound check, I feel like we have to be doing like 10 times more than like any man would do just mm. to get like basic respect and like yeah. basic kind of human interaction and, and type thing at, at shows, especially. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like, as you said, it's like we've kind of gotten to the point where we're like, no, we like deserve to take up space and like we're playing this show and half the time it's like our show as well yeah. and it's being like no we're here and like we're allowed to be here and this is like for us and stuff yeah. you know I think it was also like um, it was from the start it was like wow I'm gonna figure out what I'm trying to say right now mm-hmm. I feel like over like the course of our career it's kind of like not so much earning the place because like we don't have to earn anything from anyone to like mm. take up the space but it was like kind of s- s- at the start I would always get worried that we would always get put on shows or stuff like that just because we were female identifying and then from there it was kind of like my personal thing to be like I actually have to prove why I'm here mm. but like not that we I feel like you don't have to prove yourself but it is kind of fun like we've been doing it for so long and like when we started obviously like not you don't know stuff when you start because it takes time to like learn about certain things but you know it's fun when you play a show now and a sound guy or someone will like um assume that you don't know anything (laughs) and then I'll be like yeah I've actually been doing this for a long time and I know exactly what I'm talking about because I'm like a musician yeah Yeah. (laughs) well like when fucking yeah. I'm not gonna name names, but like when people will be like, "Oh, you should sing like this," and you're like, "Yeah, I actually yeah. know how to yeah. sing. Yeah. I've been practicing it for a long yeah. time." No, because like I'm not like classically trained or any shit like that. But honestly, like I shouldn't need to be to have respect in the industry. Yeah. So like mm. yeah. when they're you know, using like technical terms to try and make me feel dumb, and I'm just there like, "Hey, man, like, can we not be condescending?" You yeah, know, I like now I get to the point where when a sound person is. When like a sound engineer is is nice and not condescending, I'll say to them, "Thank you for not being condescending towards us." Like I, I always like make a point to like thank them to just kind of be a bit of a con, you know, just yeah. a little bit petty, thank just for not being shit. Yeah, I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you not being super condescending and acting like I have no idea what I'm doing because yeah. it's just kind of like you know taking back that power. Yeah, of, you know, and I'll like just letting people walk them. Yeah. I've definitely, definitely the music industry has made me not scared to stand up to like straight men, like straight cis men, you know, yeah. I like have no issue now. I'll just like say anything to them. I don't care. 
because yeah. <laughs> it's like they'll say anything to me and they don't care. So yeah, I'll, why should yeah. I? That's exactly it. They'll say whatever the fuck they want to me. They'll say anything. Yeah. They'll say anything to you. And it's like, well, at a certain point, I had to kind of realize, like, I have to say something to these people. Like, <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to ask. I know that you have some things in the works right now. I see that you're making an album. Yeah. Yes. Can you tell a little bit about it? Anything? Um, yeah, we're actually at the studio right now. <laughs> in, in, we're on our lunch break. <laughs> oh hell yeah! That's awesome. <laughs> what day are you on, studio wise? Uh, seven. Is it eight? I mean, oh yeah, we today, missed. We yeah, missed today, a day yesterday because yeah, so there's possible. <laughs> this yeah. is technically day seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going so quick. Yeah, so I'm like, when I was like, oh my god, it's day seven. I was like, I'm so sad because I want to keep recording. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we're recording it now, and. Sounding really, really good. Yeah. Sounding really, really cool. And doing yeah. more experimentally stuff that we haven't done before, and like implementing different instruments as well, and like different styles of writing. So it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And I feel like we've like everything that we've released up until this point has obviously been like building up to it, but I feel like we've finally found, finally found, <laughs> finally found um, our, our sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's like. It's really nice kind of knowing what it sounds like and then looking back on everything else and being yeah. like, oh, it's almost like a mix of everything, but it's like different yeah. and has different elements, yeah. but it's yeah. true evolution. Yeah. So like it's, it's really cool. But it feels really nice to be going in and being like, this is like, this is it. Yeah. Like, this is what we wanted. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting too, because our sound engineer, before we came in, I was it's like, we we're just talking about like general overall sound of the, of the record. And I was like, uh, he was just like, oh, so you kind of just want it to sound like college rock that's a little bit more like Polish. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I feel like it's going to sound. You get it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. 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 And it's really nice because, yeah, I feel like we're working with people who understand us as well and like understand, like, you know, have all the same influences as us. Yeah. And, you know, and they've what we like want. been with us. Like, yeah. Uh, like Matt, our like recording guy, he's. We've been playing shows with him since we started, so mm-hmm. like he knows our sound probably better than like a lot of people would. So he just like fully is so like on top of it. It's really good. Yeah, it's nice for it to not be like it doesn't feel like an effort. Yeah, yeah. they just understand, which is really nice. But yeah. like we haven't really had that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. so excited to hear your evolution in sound. <laughs> yeah, having people around you who really understand your influences. What are some of your biggest musical artistic influences? Who are some of your favorite bands and artists? See, the thing is, is we kind of like have very different ones. Did you tell me yours? Yeah, I know. That's definitely an individual question, not like a group. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, and then like we'll like come together with some of them, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um. Well, like my big, my like from childhood one is obviously Cher because of my mom. So that's where I get all of my campness, I would say. Um, but then, you know, like a lot of uh, like different female artists. I've always been like into, you know, like I remember getting into like Paramore and then like Birdie and like London Grammar and all that shit when I was like a teenager. Then like Grimes <laughs> when I was like 16 and like Angel Olsen, um, Sky Ferreira, like all those kinds of ones. Like just and then, yeah, got into... I know, like the Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Nirvana kind of thing 
you know, just like corn. Yeah, like new metal called just like corn, lip biscuit, system of a down. Like system is probably one of my biggest vocal influences just because I want to be them. But like, yes, lip not true, like the fast, like taste, like it's just all so good. I just have, I like, I don't have a single taste in music. I just love all of it. Like shit that makes, shit that like, when people are authentic and they have a sense of humor, but they're also really, really talented. That's like my favorite thing. Mine, mine is kind of like, um, I grew up really loving like, <sighs> like Green Day and Blink. and Blink 182 and like that type of thing. That was kind of like my biggest thing when I was younger and, um, and like Simple Plan and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then that kind of, that kind of morphed into like, I don't know how it morphed into that, but then like in high school, I was really into like the Runaways and yeah, the Runaways, Ig- yeah, yeah, and like Iggy and the yeah. Stooges and <laughs> and um, Patty Smith and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah, then, that's like when me and Kate all bonded over yeah, that kind of music. It was like the 70s, that. like 90s, the 70s thing. Yeah. And then yeah. it went from 70s to 90s stuff. And then, but like finding more like smaller 90s stuff, like not smaller, but like not the ones that are like the greats like um like l7 and like mm-hmm. juliana hatfield is like a big one mm-hmm. um cat power love cat power mm-hmm. who else am I? juliana hatfield there's a band called that dog that's really good <laughs> they're so cool they're so cool anyway it kind of yeah went from that but that's kind of everything that i listen to is that it's still, it's kind of stayed the same since I was like eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> it just like, have you added more? I'm just <laughs> added more. I haven't taken anything away. I'm just adding Yeah. I feel like for me, like when I really got into music was like, where are you going? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> I sort of double check. Um, I feel like when I like, actually started loving music, because I grew up in Brisbane. Um, and when I was in high school, there was like, I think like the generation above like where we are, like, I loved like so many local Brisbane bands. That's kind of what like changed music for me, like DZ Death Rays and like Violent Soho. And there were bands like Last Dinosaurs and like this band called Millions. And like, they were just like so great. And like so many of them don't exist anymore. But that was kind of like when I was like, oh shit, like music is like a thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then I think from there, that's kind of, because all of them like, I, I can't even describe the type of sound it was, but all of them just fit into like a, it was they were just like Brisbane bands. I don't know. Because they all like Yeah, like all of them like worked they all just like worked together even though their sound was really different. I don't know how to describe it. But yeah. And then I think like when I got a bit older, um, that's kind of when I went through like a big I mean I'm still in it, but like a big like <laughs> desert rock phase. Like I think that was like another big thing that like changed music for me. Like I really got into like Queens of the Stone Age and um yeah kind of bands like that like Caius and stuff and I remember like hearing that for the first time and being like holy shit this exists and yeah and I think especially like I didn't listen the thing that I find crazy is like I didn't listen to like any like female bands I think until I met you guys besides like local ones that were in like Brisbane and stuff and then yeah I remember like listening to the Runaways and L7 and being like holy shit and like (laughs) like, whole like I remember listening to whole for the first time being like oh my god like I can't believe this is a thing the breeders yeah the breeders the gets the gets gets are one of my favorites yeah the gets are so good 
Yeah. And then, me as a product. I um, love you forever. And then Primus. I feel like Primus, oh, Primus. is <laughs> like, a big base thing for yeah. me because yeah. I was just like, holy yeah. shit, that's so cool. Um, yeah, and I feel like I've kind of like segued it like I've into the 90s sort of thing while all of that was happening, like Smashing Pumpkins and like Sonic Youth and um, Pixies and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Well, yes. That's we just named about yeah. a thousand. Yeah, also bands. shout out to Wayne. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I feel like, as you were saying yeah. before, how like our sound is so like different from anything that you've heard, I feel like it's because all of us have such different influences from different styles of music and it kind of just conglomerates yeah. somehow. Yeah. I was about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sky Ferrero. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's such a big yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so cool because you've got so many different places you can go with that list. Like, wow. If you draw inspiration from some, I feel similar. I, I love so many different things. Like, and it's all weird and it's all specific and you go through so many different phases of enjoying music yes. in your life, you know? And it's hard. Sometimes you're like, I can't even distill it down for like one song. How do you distill it down for one band? You know, how yeah. do you get specific? You know, it's good to always grow and, you know, branch out yeah. in all, all those different directions. Yeah, yeah. so good. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out and talking. Uh, last question I'll ask you. Before I let you go, because I've kept you for a while, do you have any upcoming shows or things that you'd like to promote for anyone who's listening? Um, we don't have any shows right now because we're just focusing on the album, but I think it's mainly just the album is like the main thing that we want to kind of talk about right now. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's not fun, it's only getting recorded, <laughs> yeah. but um, it's been a long journey for us to like get to this album and we just feel like it's our most like authentic thing that we've done mm. ever. And I feel like it's just gonna be a big, big step for yeah. us. And we're very, very, very proud of it. <laughs> yeah, so keen yeah. and so proud, so great. Oh. Thank you so much, Void. Thank you if you're tuning in. That was Void, the band from Australia, and you were tuned into Signs and Symbols Radio. I'm Scarlett, and we're broadcasting live on Psyched Radio San Francisco and La Bestia Radio Mexico City. Keep it tuned. great interview with Void, the band from Brisbane, Australia. You're listening to the song Vile. And before that, underneath those interviews, there was uh, Socio Anomaly, which is Void's 2020 EP. Really, really killer people with really cool sound. Every single song of theirs is its own story and its own capsule. Um, and I really do think that their unique music tastes shows i yeah i am so lucky i've gotten to talk to some really awesome people today on this show so big thank you to caitlin of witch elm and big thank you to angie kate and tonya void 
for hanging out and talking. Right now underneath me, we're just going to finish up a little bit of Lesbian Love by Surfboard. After that, it's going to be a little bit of Zigzag. Thanks for keeping it tuned to Signs and Symbols Radio. I'm Scarlett, and you're listening to Psyched Radio San Francisco and La Bestia Radio Mexico City.
That was Crying All the Way to the Bank by Zigzag. Next up, it's New Radio by Bikini Kill. Thanks for tuning in. It's Signs and Symbols Radio. I'm Scarlett. That was Feed Me by Grandma's House. This is Open Wide by Slut Ever. Thanks for tuning in to Signs and Symbols Radio.
That was Romantic by Mannequin Pussy. Next up is Please Waste My Time, Miss June, off of Bad Luck Party.
was Nancy by Las Pijamas. You're listening to Scarlet on Psyched Radio San Francisco and La Bestia Radio Mexico City. And I've got one more song for you. Kind of creepy, kind of strange. It's World Access by Spirit of the Beehive. Thanks for tuning in.
Thanks for tuning in. That was World Access by Spirit of the Beehive. That's the last song I'm going to have for you today. Wow, a giant thank you once again to Void. Void, you're an incredible band. I'm so lucky that I got to have such a wonderful conversation with you. And to Witch Elm, uh, an inspiration. Such wonderful bands and musicians. I'm lucky that I get to talk to so many cool people on air. You're tuned into Signs and Symbols Radio here on Psyched Radio San Francisco and La Bestia Radio Mexico City. And I'm Scarlett, and you can tune in again on Psyched Radio at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time next week and find me right here. Or you can tune in at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time to La Bestia Radio on Fridays. So you can find me both of those places at both of those times. And if it's not those times and you still want to find me on the internet, you can find me at Instagram. My handle is virtual underscore Venus, like the planet or the goddess. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for hanging out. Bye, everybody. Radio SF, an independent community radio station located in San Francisco, California, and founded by a diverse group of music lovers. Listen in for the latest movements in the Bay Area music community or just because you like listening to good music. We don't discriminate here, so stay for as long as you like. We got the jams. You have the headphones. Let us take you for a spin on Psyched Radio SF.